Well, Father, we um, just place ourselves before you this morning and our lives and our hearts are lifted to you and surrender to you. And we just ask, Holy Spirit, that you would move in this place together today. I, I just want to say thank you, Father, for dads and stepdads and grandparents, grandfathers and uncles and big brothers and mentors and all of the men in our lives who shape us to be who we are. Um, for the fathers in the room, Lord, I just pray for a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit um, so that when we don't know what to do, which is most of the time, you would give us the grace to improvise well and that the investment we make in our daughters and sons would be one that lasts. Holy Spirit, may the meditations of my heart and the words of my mouth be pleasing to you, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and have a seat. Our text for this morning is 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. The Apostle Paul was a church planter. He had an apostolic ministry and call. The word apostle just means one who is sent. Apostles are like sharks. If they stop moving, they die. Or at least they want to. And so Paul never stayed in any one place for very long. Paul stayed maybe months in some places or only a couple of years in other instances, but rarely did the grass grow under his feet. Rarely was it that Paul planted a church and didn't move on very quickly. In fact, that's what he does in this city called Corinth. He plants a church there and stays in contact with that church, as he does with his other churches via letter. Now, in our Bible are two letters to the Corinthians, but scholars guess that there were probably three or four letters to the Corinthians, and only two of those letters turned out to be inspired scripture. The writing of 2 Corinthians is different than the writing of 1 Corinthians, because in the writing of 2 Corinthians, Paul finds himself in the curious place of defending his ministry. After he planted the church in Corinth, uh, a group of uh, leaders called, that called themselves super apostles, which I mean, if anybody like comes to you saying, I'm super pastor, probably a red flag, right? <laughs> um, but the super apostles began to denigrate Paul's ministry uh, in, the, in the church of Corinth. They descend on the church, they call his ministry into question, and as the reputation of the super apostles spread, Paul finds his own authority called into question. And in 2 Corinthians 3, Paul is defending that. By the way, I'm, I'm not defending my ministry to you today, but there's a line in this paragraph that gets to the heart of what I feel like God wants me to say to you, but I want you to understand the context. Because for Paul, there were a lot of things that he could say to defend his ministry from the super apostles. Because, for example, unlike the super apostles, Paul had an encounter with the risen Jesus, didn't he, on the road to Damascus in Acts chapter 9. If that's not enough, Paul, unlike these super apostles, was set apart for the work that he is doing. Uh, the church in Antioch was praying and fasting, and they heard the Holy Spirit say, set Paul and Barnabas aside for me. 
I mean, to defend himself and his ministry, Paul could speak to so many things. His understanding of the scripture, his own personal devotional life, his long list of ministry accomplishments. But instead, Paul defends himself this way in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. He says, are we beginning to praise ourselves again? Are we like others who need to bring you letters of recommendation? Now, that was common in the ancient world. You'd bring a letter of recommendation with you. Are we other, like others who need to bring you letters of recommendation or ask you to write such letters on their behalf? Surely not. He says, the only letter of recommendation we need is you yourselves. Your lives are a letter written in our hearts. Everyone can read it and recognize our good work among you. Clearly, you are a letter from Christ showing the result of our ministry among you. This letter is written not with pen and ink, but with the spirit of the living God, carved not on tablets of stone, but on human hearts. Paul's defense of his ministry is this. He says the only letter of recommendation that he needs are the people that he has loved and served. They are his recommendation, a letter written on his heart. Paul says, if you want me to defend my ministry, just look at them. Look at yourselves. Look at the people whose lives have changed because of my work. Look at the people whose lives have, through me, Paul says, been interrupted by the love and grace of Jesus. Put another way, Paul says that the only thing that really matters the only thing that really matters when the dust settles when the dust settles are the lives that he's built into and the lives that he's invested in for the sake of the kingdom and for the sake of Jesus the only thing that really matters is building into other people's lives for the sake of the kingdom we spend our lives building into and investing into all sorts of careers all sorts of things we we invest and build into our careers we invest and build into literally our, our personal wealth, our house, our hobbies, our children and their activities. There are a lot of things that we can spend our lives investing in. Many of them are very worthy causes, but there is only one truly lasting investment that we can make. There's only one investment that matters in the long, long view of eternity. And that's building into the life of someone else with Jesus in mind. It's helping someone find and follow Jesus because you can build into your career and be fired at 60. You can build into, there's a lot of social media hustle to like build personal wealth so that your like kids can live forever. I hate to break it to you, but like you could, and you could leave your kids billions and in one decision, it could go all away. We're only another day from a stock market crash and it's all gone. You can build into your house and it could catch fire. You can build into your hobbies and just spend a lot of money or you can invest into the life of someone else for the sake of Jesus. You can invest in someone and build into someone and disciple someone. That's the only letter of recommendation that means anything for Paul and it's the only letter of recommendation that matters to me and stuff the best thing we have ever done was invest in you over the phone over coffee over meals in our house 
over Marco Polo. When the game is over and it all goes back in the box, when the dust settles, the only lasting thing I will have ever done is build into your lives. Helping you find Jesus and encounter him in deep and challenging and growing and healing ways. Helping you step not only into your identity as a child of God, but also your responsibility in his kingdom. And one of the things I've learned about investing in others and building into others is that most of the time it feels like it's not working. <laughs> most of the time it feels like you're writing. If there's a letter being written, it's a letter written in invisible ink. Isn't that a lot like parenting, by the way? A million little decisions that you hope are adding up to leading to like a responsible and functional member of society. Sometimes you invest in people and build into people and they just walk away. Jesus seems to address this, by the way, in the parable of the sower. You'll be learning some of the parables as we go on this summer. The preaching team will be leading you through it until Dick and Ann come. But Jesus begins, one of his more interesting parables is this parable of a sower who goes out to sow some seed, and as he scatters the seed, some of it falls on rocky soil, and some of it grows up, but the plant is eaten by weeds, and others are swooped down on, and ravens eat them, but others fall on good soil, and they grow, and they grow, and they grow, and they multiply. And Now, I've heard that sermon uh, preached a lot of times, that text preached a lot of times. I actually just saw somebody um, uh, uh, post about this text on Facebook, and the so what of that parable is not what kind of soil are you? Have you ever heard that? They're wrong. Here's what you need to do. I want you to write an email this afternoon to that pastor and say you were wrong. <laughs> Kyle said so. It's not about what kind of soil you are. The point of the parable is how the seed's going to fall in a million different places in a million different kind of ways. You just keep sowing. You just keep investing. You just keep building into people's lives, even if they ghost you, even if they reject you, even if it takes forever and ever and ever and ever and ever for the seed that you planted to actually sprout into something, you just keep sowing. You just keep investing in people because it's the only lasting thing that you'll ever do. It's worth doing because it's the only thing you'll ever, the last thing, it's, it's worth it because it's the only lasting thing you'll ever do. And it's worth it because you're not doing it at all. There's this interesting interplay in this passage that leads you to ask the question, well, wait a minute, who is doing the work? Paul says the only letter of recommendation we need is you yourselves. Your lives are a letter written in our hearts. Everyone can read it and recognize our good work among you, Paul says. You can recognize our good work. But then he says clearly you're a letter from Christ showing the result of our ministry. So who did the work? Was it Paul? Was it Jesus? Was it Kyle and Steph? Was it Jesus? There's a strange synergy, a partnership when we work for the kingdom we expend every effort. We work ourselves to the bone. We stress over the details. We spend sleepless nights worried about the people that we love. We weep. We are exhausted. We are burnt out. And at the same time, the ministry does not belong to us, but it belongs to God. So it's Jesus doing the work through us, and that's what makes it lasting. 
That's what makes it lasting. That's what makes it count in the long view of eternity. Not how smart or clever or wise or strategic or gifted Steph or I are. What makes it lasting is who was doing the work in and with and under our work. In and with and under your work. It is Jesus working through you. If you feel like Jesus isn't real, just start working with him as if he was. Start putting yourselves in environments where Jesus is actively doing something. If you want to experience Jesus, just go where he's working. And it's not just an experience with Jesus that we have. I have never felt, I rarely feel so close to Jesus as when I'm investing in the lives of other people and building things with him. But it's also an experience, it's not just an experience with Jesus that makes your life more rich. It's an experience with others that makes your life more rich. There's a misconception about ministry leadership, I think. There's this misconception that it's all one way. You've had your chance to say how we've impacted your life, so let me just say that knowing you, and loving you has changed us. It's a two-way street. Or as Paul says, your lives are a letter that we carry in our hearts. So here's what I want to say to you today. Everybody's life is a letter. In everyone's heart is a letter of recommendation that is being written right now is a letter of recommendation being written in your heart but the question is who or what is doing the writing who or what is recommending you is it your career is it your wealth is it your kids activities is it your hobbies? Or is it Jesus? Does Jesus have a pen in his hand? And is it Jesus that recommends you for the good work that you're doing? Not at the ball field and not at the office. But with the people that he loves. Paul says... We are confident of all of this because of our great trust in God through Jesus Christ. I've been thinking about that because I've been thinking about the things that Paul said to the church in Ephesus when he left them. In Acts 20, he says, you know from the day I set foot in the province, let me, let me edit this, okay, as I go. You know from the day I set foot in Trumbull County until now I have done the Lord's work humbly and with many tears. I endured the trials that came to us. I never shrank back from telling you what you needed to hear either publicly or in your homes. I have had the same message, the necessity of repenting from sin and turning to God and having faith in our Lord Jesus Christ and now we are bound by the Spirit to go to Fort Wayne. We do not know what awaits us. And in not knowing what awaits us, our confidence, our confidence 
Our confidence is in God through Jesus Christ. It is not that we think we are qualified to do anything our own. Our qualification comes from God. He has enabled us to be ministers of his new covenant. This covenant is not written of laws, but of the Spirit. The old covenant ends in death, but under the new covenant, the Spirit gives life. My friends, my brothers and sisters, my dear children, I want you to have life. You are the letter in our hearts. And so, God, I give you thanks for these people. Um, I give you thanks uh, for every moment. Um, I give you the moment, thanks for the times that we have frustrated each other so much that we've wanted to wring each other's necks. Um, I have, I, I give you thanks for, um, I give you thanks for, um, the sweet moments of um, people trusting in Jesus, of, of baptisms, of breakthrough, of deliverance, of freedom. I give you thanks for this building that came to us scot-free. I give you thanks for the favor that you gave us in the denomination to which we belonged, and I thank you for the favor that comes as we walk away from that denomination. Um, Lord, for every person who has been in this room and touched by your spirit, Lord, they are the letter. They are the letter. Amen. This is rough, y'all. I'm just going to say it. <sighs> On the night when Jesus was betrayed, he took bread. And when he broke it, he offered it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Eat this as often as you do in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he offered it to his disciples and said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you and for many in forgiveness of sins. And Paul says, in one of his letters to the Corinthians, As often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And so I'll say to you what I have said every Sunday that we have worshipped in this building. The table of Jesus is open to everyone with a pulse. The table of Jesus is open to everyone with a pulse. I'll have you move toward the center aisle and come down and someone will rip off a piece of the bread and hand it to you. You'll dip it in the cup like a nacho and taste and see that the Lord is good. Uh, you'll head back to your seat. Um, I need... Um, uh, a light, slightly lower number than usual. I just need four people to help me serve communion this morning because Steph and I are going to serve today. One, two, three, four.
gonna help us out here. Sorry, I'm fine. Okay, let's do it this way. Um, Amelia's gonna have the gluten-free, and Randy can have the packets, um, and um, Steph's gonna have bread, and uh, Jess is gonna have a cup, and then Harry, you're gonna have a cup. And I'm going to have bread. So, Father, we pray that you would pour out your spirit on these gifts of bread and cup, that in eating and drinking them, we would taste, we would, they would become for us the body and blood of Christ. Pour out your spirit on those gathered here, that in eating and drinking them, we would be, become afresh the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood, united of one heart and one mind. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. The table is open.
you call us, Jesus, we will follow. Cast aside our nets to step into all that you prepare and all that's made ready for us to follow you. Come follow me. Step out into the water, just fix your gaze upon me. I'm here and I'm waiting, always near. Come follow me. Follow me.